0: And welcome to the Fence End Podcast um, I'm joined by, or we're joined by, uh, the usual the usual Fraser <laughs> As opposed to the unusual Fraser, Hi, Fraser. Sorry. Bit of both, <laughs> bit of both probably, evening yeah. <laughs> uh, hello And we're also uh, joined by uh, a, a, uh, someone we've had on, on a couple of occasions And also out in Portugal, James was with us So we're joined by Swish Hello, Good, good evening
1: everybody, and I, I hope I'm the unusual one <laughs> <laughs> we're all a bit odd, yeah, aren't we, to be we fair? Are, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are. Um so we'll cover the last two games. Um we we previewed Bristol Rovers in the last pod we we're going to review the uh, the tuna win against Rovers and last night as it is when we recorded, we're recording on the Wednesday, but uh, the uh, the game at Rochdale, the 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 4-3 win up at Rochdale. So uh, we'll we'll start with uh, with the Bristol Rovers game. And um, another win, uh, to add to the tally of of wins that we were putting together.
1: Um, Did you guys watch the game? Yes, I watched the game. And uh, what a thoroughly entertaining um, performance and result it was.
2: Yeah, it was... um... I don't know, I don't want to be like blasé about it, but it kind of felt routine now, doesn't it? I mean, well, actually, a home <laughs> win against Bristol Rovers is never routine. Um, but, no, uh, well, no, routine in fact, bit, it's routine so. to lose a home game against them. But, um, yeah, Very yeah. True. I don't know. I don't want to sound, um, you know, we are Oxford fans. We can't get too confident. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it was it just looked like another really good performance. And, you know, who else was going to score two goals? Um, so... Yeah, it was uh just I don't know. There's this doesn't feel like there's a huge amount to say about it, but just uh <laughs> just not a great performance, really, yeah. Well, it,
0: I guess that yeah, in in terms of some of the games we've had in this in this winning run previously, you know, with some big wins, um the Plymouth game was was kind of um a bit end to end and and could have gone either way, a bit of a cup game. Yeah, the the a sort of a, a fairly comfortable 2-0 win against Bristol Rovers with sort of goal in each half and and looking solid throughout the side and and some good things you know all right you know uh, Branagan getting on and and playing and yeah no no it was it was quite quite um like you say uneventful but but routine it's, it's
1: kind of snuck up on us i think it's like since since the awful day where we we got beaten by them lot um and and there was a lot of negativity towards the squad and, 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 and Kr. Right, we've we've had some stuttering um, cancellations and postponements and game here and a game there, and it's all kind of not really kind of joined up, right? So we we get the mm. result against Bristol Rovers, and then we start thinking, well, we've beaten Bristol Rovers. We never beat Bristol Rovers, and then the press are saying, oh, it's our best run since '94, and you're like, really? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like we've we've been like this because wasn't it just yesterday people were calling for for the manager's head or a certain subset of fans. What what's going on? And I don't know if it's because we're all in this perpetual loop of misery in the the real world with with lockdowns and the terrible news and you know the sort of Trump coming and going that that. You, Football has been such a joyous thing that every game we've focused on, but you've not really seen it as a com- as a conjoined thing. I don't know; that's my own opinion, I guess. And it's like yesterday's result, and then you, we we think we're playing Fleetwood on Saturday, and it it kind of feels like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> right? It's like, mm. oh, I know <laughs> Branigan's back, and all oh, that's good, and Winold's now 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 on the pitch, and can he do something? And Liam Kelly seems to be getting a bit more applaudits and it, it's just a bit of a head scratcher. On, I'm not really sure how we got here, but we have, and and you know, that result mm. against Bristol Rovers, as you said, Fraser, it seems so normal and expected that it kind of kind of was like, um, yeah, it it was just oh great, yeah, brilliant, and it, it it's just a really weird thing that we're having in this this kind of COVID environment. That I suppose just having a game on is a positive, right? That how depressed we all were when Northampton got called off because you think, you know, I'm really looking forward to the game, really looking forward to the game. So you kind of focus on kickoff. I just hope we get to kick off, let alone a result. (laughs) And the the result seems to be just icing on the, on the cake. And it's, it's just a really nice feeling how positive everything is. And it suddenly, it does feel like we've just kind of pressed a reset button and, oh yeah, everything's great now. And yeah, it's
0: interesting. You're saying about the Northampton gate. One of the guys on uh, on a WhatsApp group when it was called off, he said, oh, "I can't believe that." I said, "I've already bought the pass." schoolboy error, you know. I'm waiting until they're warming up on the pitch for away yeah. games before I'll actually purchase the uh, the I follow pass because you can't be too too careful at the moment with the uh, with the cancellations happening like that. You're absolutely right. It does seem. I think time has gone weird you know we, we all talk about sort of like last march went on and on and on and, and all of a sudden then we had christmas and christmas come and gone and and time seems to have sort of taken on a, a different sort of um feeling at the moment and you're right it, it does seem to have crept up on us you you kind of look at the the form and it's kind of depending on what the color of the of the website is but it, it's all greens at the moment our, our last six games are all showing up in green as wins but because as you say, you know, we, we, there was so much start and stop and cancellations that it doesn't seem to be or doesn't feel like
1: it's all part of the same. Yeah, that's exactly now. it. And it's, you know, I think those of us that are, you know, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate that we're we're not able to get into an office and you, you're kind of working and going through the routine. You know, we, we've ended up living at work as opposed to working at home now. Um, because that's like mm-hmm. seems to be your day to day as you go to your laptop or whatever and, and turn it on. And there are people out there, obviously, who are keeping the country running and still have to go go and work. So their routine isn't quite as monotonous as as some of us. But nothing's happening in your day, you know. You, you're you're not going out. You're not going to a pub or a restaurant or, or anything like that, or or, or to go in, to go anywhere. Really, it's literally uh, I'm working, or I might escape off to, to to the supermarket for for a bit. But having having the football has been a real boost this lockdown, certainly to my kind of overall mental mental um, uh, happiness. of just got something to look forward to, and now down I felt with that Northampton game was cancelled off that's really where it sank sank in that this kind of is the normal now and I've got to derive as much pleasure and certainly am deriving as much pleasure as I can from it you know it's nothing like going up the, the Kassam and how emotional that was being there at the you know the few games we managed to get into before Christmas but this this, the whole way we need to enjoy football and interact with football is there's no point complaining about it anymore because no one's in a better position than us. You know, the only people taking in the game are the players and the staff. They wish we were we were there. We just can't be there, so we're going to have to do mm. do what we can. And it was just the Bristol Rovers game was such a professional performance. We We just completely owned them. And it was like... I just don't. I just don't know. It just really caught me by surprise. The whole, as I said, the whole winning run, the whole, uh, um, you know, the best thing since since the best run since nineteen ninety four. Like that, that's a that's a big statement. And then again, we go and we go and win last night. Taylor, we we always suffer with the ex player who plays against us as a blinder, scores a couple of worldies, and and we 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 all feel a bit miserable. And we've done exactly that to Bristol Rovers. They must have been sick of the sight of Matty <laughs> Taylor. It was bloody glorious having him score those two. And i got a, a Bristol City friend of mine. He was like, D- did he celebrate? I'm like, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did celebrate. He, he didn't kind of, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this little hands-up thing and let's give everybody res- respect. No, he ran off to the corner flag and you could hear him shouting on the, on the, the microphone.
2: Yeah, and that's one thing on that you just said. This is probably one that we do in our um, Room 101 pod, but this whole thing where ex-players don't celebrate against their role, what is all this? Just, right, just celebrate. You've scored a goal for the team that you currently play for. I don't understand all this. It's a mark of respect. What? You were doing a job for them and they paid you for it. You don't need to do all this, I'm not celebrating as a... as a. You know, we. I think we had this conversation before where... We said, oh, I think Sunderland were playing us. And we all said, I hope Maguire doesn't score and, and not celebrate. So actually, well, no, if he doesn't celebrate, he's being everything, He's not being everything that we kind of loved him for. You know? yeah. he, he, we yeah. love the fact he's a shithouse. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, so I, I, I kind of agree with you where we have players playing for us who score against them. And I want yeah, don't to see to them us. doing an Adebayor-style <laughs> run, tearing up to the... I mean, they can't do it now, so it's literally running up to the camera and jumping up and down. But but when they're <laughs> playing against us, then, yeah, please don't celebrate. Yeah. Just cut, I think wind it's your neck like, in, respect the yeah. fans. We paid you wages for six months when you were a bit rubbish or on your way up. So, yeah, yeah, don't celebrate. That's my I opinion. Quite... Only when they're playing against Oxford, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like Groucho Marx said: "These are my beliefs and opinions, and if you don't agree with them, I have other ones." <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't do it
2: against me. No, absolutely, that's the way
1: of the world yeah. these days, though, isn't it? That's what we're being schooled in. I'm all right, Jack. Yeah, exactly. It, it sometimes
0: happens as well with a player who's played like twice on loan five years ago, and and you think I, I've actually forgotten they played yeah. for us. So, you know that 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 kind of level of of Trying to show a bit of respect. No, you're now playing for a team. Their fans want to see you celebrate. Their fans expect you to be happy that you've
1: scored for them. So yeah, no, it, it, I'm, ima- I'm ima- I mean, to, to try, try it, and yeah, just- frame it. Imagine if Bino had gone to Swindon. Oh. And then he had ended up at Bristol Rovers <laughs> oh, and then scored two goals against us and gone crazy. We'd have been massively upset by
2: that. Yeah. So I take back like, everything I said.
1: I, I'm totally <laughs> smug about it. It's like, go on, go on, Matty. You're absolutely fine yeah. for it. Um, yeah. And, and how on earth was that not offside for his second? But great composure just to keep going. I was expecting the play to be dragged back. But I, I don't understand mm. the modern offside rules anymore. It all seems to be... God knows what's going on. I've given up on the Premiership. It's on every night. I've really got no interest in it. And they seem to be changing rules that are filtering down to us about offside and who's on and off. And I don't understand anymore. Uh, Yeah, Premiership football, bar humbug, grumble, grumble.
0: (laughs) Well, now we're back playing. I know we had that kind of nearly, what was it, about three weeks where we didn't play apart from the pizza Max trophy. It's you know, and and I kind of watched a few of the Premier League games during that time, and you're right, it's it's kind of I think we said this in the in in a previous pod where my live football I used to enjoy, they they were separate. You know, the, the live football that I went to see, which was Oxford, I enjoyed as one thing, and that was brilliant. I could watch the telly and watch Premier League games and quite you know enjoy them because they were a different thing to my real football, if you like. But now I'm watching. Oxford on a screen and there's Premier League games on a screen I've kind of yeah I don't enjoy the Premier League games half as much as I used to because I'm getting my my screen enjoyment as it were from Oxford games so I'm kind of yeah I'm and, and the offside laws. It, it's
1: the like emotional connection, I guess, because when you're watching a game, you're not interested in, right? Yes, there's, there, there are those of us who want to watch the craft and the the the, the magistry of of our top level football game. But there's those of us who just want to see miserable away fans and people celebrating wildly, mm. right? And I love the last yeah. game of the season because I love that that shot of the team that have just been relegated mm. and there's the young lad crying, looking up at his dad and it's like, ha-ha! Right? I know that's terrible, but really <laughs> it's, it gives me immense joy. Um, so you have that kind of thing of seeing glum faces and you see how much football means to people in, when they celebrate and we 're missing that at the moment you 've got the fact that the players don 't really know what to do with themselves you 've got the weird commentary and it 's just removed a, a bit of emotion a huge part of the pleasure of watching football as as a as i suppose a, a neutral is is riding on that emotional wave of oh my lord that 's just yeah. happened they 've got to be gutted they' you know and the emotional ride of the last minute and a half of that game last night from the tackle through to the, you know, I know I'm jumping ahead, but all of that was just... <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I was As you were talking, I was thinking that's a perfect
0: segue into the, the next game that we're yeah. going to talk about, which you're absolutely right. Those That last 90, 90 seconds where, well, the whole game, but, but encapsulated in that last... You know, last minute and a half where it went from a it was a three all as we went into injury time. They nearly scored with what would have been an absolute worldie, and didn't. You know, and we we hung on, and then we ended up winning the game. And that that emotional roller coaster is a bit of a cliche, but absolutely, can you imagine that being up there to experience that? I think I, I, somebody today said that would have been up oh, there with without
1: and I think absolutely easily, sorry, without you know, question. It, it's like. That that Charlton away game, <coughs> excuse me, where God knows where I ended up, right, bundling down, down the, the terrace, um, it would have been the same last night. You'd have had bruised shins, you'd have had, El- you know, whatever. You'd have knocked someone over and it'd just, just been bedlam. And that kind of thing doesn't happen, right? A, a You don't get a 3-3 game where the opposition try and lob your keeper and it's saved, right? That's rare enough as it is for us to then do exactly the same thing for their keeper to, to screw up and us then, then score was just far too much for me to deal with. I ended up, I don't know quite why I was flicking the Vs at the laptop so vociferously, <laughs> a- actually post-goal shouting, getting there, you emming, effing, effing, m's effing, m's." right while then trying to juggle my phone to think of something witty yet passionate right you you while and then you find out that you're lying on the floor in some sort of dying beetle strange event it's just like this, this is exactly why i love going to live football and thank you oxford united for the opportunity to have in this emotion during lockdown it was we didn't give up we looked rocky but we had belief. And I, I don't think the team in November would have had that result. Whatever KR has done in terms of the squad cohesiveness, and there was a lot of kind of rumours of all oh, so-and-so's unhappy and Sykes is this, and, you know, that dressing room has got to be buzzing, got to be buzzing after that result. And they will then start to feel more and more unstoppable.
0: Mm. And, and it's... Oh. It's almost like you know, it was a horrible thing to happen at the time with the Swindon game, but you do wonder whether that it's been a catalyst. You've only got to look at the results since to to go okay, yeah, something at that point something happened. And it 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 is it. Well, I think it is, but I'll, I'll put this to you. do we think at that point the hangover from Wickham and missing out on the playoffs and and having very little time between the end of last season the start of this season. That a lot of our players were still, you know, in a daze after that, and it, it was emotionally draining. That it's almost like, okay, we lost to Swindon, guys. You've now got to get over losing to Wickham because you've just lost hundred percent. And um, yeah. something happened. It, it clicked then. I th- obviously, you know, Eastwood was dropped. Things happened, but I, th- but I think for a lot of them, it was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, the- that took over as the as the kind of focus point. Uh,
2: kick yeah. up the arse that yeah. they I,
0: you know it was like right stop feeling sorry for yourself the fans have got over it now you know we need to get over this and do something about it and you've you've lost to you know our biggest rivals for the first time in however many games it is you'll you know, as a team you'll be remembered for that you were the team that lost I know we weren't there but you know that's down to you guys now get yourself right it's, and and they fair play to them they've, they've absolutely yeah. responded you know,
2: weirdly there's a school of thought that, that says that had uh, in that in that um, that game against that lot, had we not, had we just held on and just scraped over mm. the line, I don't think we would have won the last seven league games. No we question. Really don't think we would have. No um, question. I, I, I think that weirdly, we absolutely needed that, and they kind of did us a favour. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I, I'm a big advocate of it. Look, I, I've been the day after the playoff final i know you you know you guys were one of the ones that that messaged me and uh, uh, and said you know on, on twitter when i was just going look we have to get over this this is going to affect the players it it could be a problem next season and i'm not saying kind of told you so but it was you know i've been in, i've been in teams before sporting teams where you lose a final and it takes a good six months to get over it and i think you're absolutely yeah. right simon and staff we had this hangover we lost the game against Swindon and that washed away Wickham, right? And they that it was a big shock to, to the players and to the to the to the the, the squad around them. Now and you have only
0: got to look at as we, sorry just look at how we reacted yeah. to that and how yeah. Swindon reacted to that. We we've played nine games since then, twenty one points in nine games since that Swindon game. They've played ten games yeah, got five points. And it's it, it yeah. It was horrible to lose, but it's had a hell of a repercussion for both sides. They've, yep. you know, well, their fans might be happy oh, no, it, us, but they could well it's, easily um, go down. It, it's, it's,
1: it's weird to think of something that at the time was so negative, and my God, that was a terrible weekend, right? But now, if you if you process it like this, right... It was inevitable we were going to lose to them at some point. The chances of, of us continuing to go on a winning streak against them, at some point that would, that would end. That's just, you know, statistical, right? Mm. Whatever would happen, we were going to lose at some point. We ended up losing where there were no fans to witness it. We ended up losing where we handed them the win. They didn't earn that. We cocked up to give them that win right they then came out with their um half and half (laughs) t-shirt and mug combo right
2: yeah they
1: immediately turned that into a negative for them the kind of the new manager had come in sheridan he gave himself a little bit of, of leeway right so by winning by beating oxford he probably gave himself another two months of free pass Right, for them. So they're, 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 mm. they then just got themselves worth into the mire. We know they're in a mess as, as a football club, right? KR was then able to focus. He really saw the whites of the fans' eyes because even the most fervent supporter said to him, you know, whatever, social media or, or chitter-chatter, that wasn't good enough, Right. And I think the football club took that, and then we've gone on this amazing run. What you look at it now is we look at a position in March where potentially things go back, and they have <laughs> fans. We won't have fans there. That that's granted. There is no way Oxford fans will be at that that away game. However, they may, may well have two or three thousand people there if they're allowed. We will destroy them right in the current form, and then we will go on another run right, and. That is a, a kind of, when you look at it and think, well, we were going to lose at some point. Let's do it in an empty stadium. Let's hand, hand them it and let them screw up with the, the, the mug and the hat. It's just such an own goal, the whole thing. And as you say, you look at the two teams, the form that's come out of it, we've reset, we've refocused, we've got players fit. As we said, early part of the season, we were struggling with a lot of injuries. And also, I would say, mental injuries. That's over. That's done. We are... Absolutely nailing it. I I've been a pretty much a a, a, um, a critic, shall we say, of our left back and right back situations. Didn't think they were 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 really strong enough. Certainly not an attacking uh, uh, frame of mind. The confidence for the, on those players on both Josh Ruffles and Sam Long now to have improved way beyond our expectations. That one game Sam had where he you know he was dancing up in the pitch like. Um, you know, just magical Brazilian right-backs from, from history. It's that confidence that has given our players the focus, the energy, the boost to go on this, this run. It's that culminated last night, terrible pitch, first away game in a long while, cobbled together squad, really, it wasn't a settled, settled team. We went behind and we still end up winning. James Henry needed a reset. James Henry is reset. I think that whole um, coming out of the playoffs, the, the 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 you know shoot or pass thing, he's that's got to be that's got to have played on his mind. He's taken a bit of a breather on the sidelines. Was needed, right? He then now steals valued because it's not like. You know, he, he, he's in there because he's in there. He's in there because he's been needed because of an injury. So he's, he's kind of stepped up mentally and that's enabled him to blast that cannon of a, of a goal last night. And, and mm. I really hope for good things on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think as well, brannigan at one point, sort of midway through the second half, the, the commentary team were saying, oh, he looks like he's struggling, perhaps time f- you know, to, to change him. F- to, for him to play the 90 minutes and look as strong as he did doing that and being like you know fair play to him I I, I think he's he's obviously put a little bit of, of bulk on I think that, that's something that they have awesome. to do about after you know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true but it, it, it seems to have kind of given him that little bit of extra strength in in a in the midfield. That's a, that's and, a great um, point. And he came to us as well as a, as a kind of when he came to us he was that number 10. He was that attacking midfielder and I think because we'd not had the players perhaps able to do this more sitting defensive midfield role he's done that because he's a very talented football. He can do that quite easily. I think we, we will get the best out of him playing that little bit further forward.
1: And it's um, a good point about... The... And if
0: Hansen plays, stays fit, and, and, and Gorin stays fit, and they're the two yeah. holding midfielders, Brannigan can
1: really, really... There's really another aspect there. you just you just made me think of there, which is that, OK, let, let's... The, the squad have said, we, we haven't got a We didn't have a hangover about Wickham. That was fine. Now, given, given that... Um, Given that that kind of mentality, then okay, if you weren't worried about Wickham as a squad, having a member of their team go down with an injury, an eye injury, mm. could be career-ending, um, uh, and it not be public, and them all to kind of feel that, and them all to be in and around that, they're going to be concerned. You know, we we all know, uh, uh, unfortunately, through the terrible times that we've had in the last year. Where where people at work and, and and people have been sick and poorly and you know even worse things have happened. You know, as a unit, how that can can bring your kind of working team uh, 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 down morale wise. That that squad could well have been really affected by what was happening to their captain, to Cam. Right, him coming back onto the pitch that must have, again be a huge boost to them, just from a positive aspect of of having more positive energy and and and, and Having a more rosy outlook, I guess it's that could well have affected things, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you, like you say, if you've got players who are who are still sort of feeling miserable because of the Wickham game, and there's a guy who very nearly lost his sight and therefore would have lost his career, you can't. And he's come back in and he's got over that and he's fought back. Yeah, as a player, you've kind of got to think, right? Yeah, no, I need to move on now. I need to. He's shown in far more adversity than losing yeah. a football match. How you can get through it and and, and thrive and yeah, it, it's it's it, it it's like getting a you know a new a new player back. Obviously, you know, he's he's he was so important to us last
1: season. We missed him at the start of this season. And yeah, he's really really shown what he Yeah, can. and I, I think as well, the way Oxford United have been conduct have conducted themselves through the kind of <clears throat> phases of lockdowns that we've had, I can't give Carl enough credit. Not you know that first lockdown, that the club were you know doing things for fans and and staying in touch, and then uh, recently as it as it's becoming you know an even worse period for us, and we're seeing you know Oxford fans, God bless all of them, when when you know we we you read on the forum or twitter or you hear get get a message that a, a, another fan has passed away and you know hearing um, roy lester's passed away today it, it's it's just mm. it, it's really 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 affects you because you know these people you see them at the away games but then the way the club has has, has treated each individual case where everybody's getting some you know, time and respect from the team and they're trying to do everything they can. I just think that connection with the community has been am f- full of praise for, for, for Oxford United. They, they don't have to do that. And there's a lot of football clubs not doing anything, right? And Oxford United are really um, supporting their fan base at the moment, which I, which I just, hats off to them. And that's got to forge... A connection between us and them that isn't there because we're not in the stadium right you know we're all sitting on on laptops or listening to radios but we do feel connected you know they're they're there for us just the same as we've been there for them
2: yeah and it does kind of feel like in everything doesn't it that um, you mentioned you started the point mentioning carl that carl is kind of the the, the key kind of linchpin in everything he he seems to be at the center of Everything that the club is doing and and the whole kind of ethos at the moment <clears throat> um, around the club and it's weird to think that you know and I I don't discount myself from this I was a firm uh, opponent vocal opponent of him um, in his his early days at Oxford um, but hasn't he just sort of I don't know if we've ever had a. A reputation or a, an opinion of a manager change so much amongst the fan base as him i can't remember one um, Did, where it's it, gone from sorry it, go on yeah didn't appleton didn't we
1: lose horrendously to cambridge in appleton's first few games yeah and, and 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 they both have that that kind of carl's a lot more vocal and a lot more visible whereas Map when you when you got to speak to Map or you had interactions with him. He he was putting the effort in. He just wasn't as, as I suppose vocal as KR is. Vote KR. The, my only criticism of KR is at the start of a bloody transfer window, don't promise us a bunch of players because we just get <laughs> agitated. Just say yeah, we're not getting anybody, and then we can be calm. You know, every yeah. morning I'm loading up Twitter like God, come on, Carl, you promised us
2: some. You know. But, but if you're if you're if you're Tiger right now, are you currently looking at form and thinking, um, if I'm the guy paying for this, do we need anyone? Oh, or... <laughs> what an
1: interesting comment from Carl on on Saturday after the Rovers game. Yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. now is the time to invest, and I think that was a a mm. big message to the board. And we're in an interesting situation. I, I I know there's a lot of of Oxford fans, and I'll be one as well. That's concerned about our finances. You know and we've had a lot of dodgy, dodgy owners in the past that have pulled wool over our eyes, right? But right now, if, if Tiger can maintain that balance sheet and cover the losses that we will incur, and they're budgeted, right, and, and the club can stay level, we're at a position, sadly, that the rest of the football world at its majority is not in that position, so we could use that to our advantage. You know, the sale of Fosu and Baptiste last year, just before lockdown, has been, you know, such a boost to us. And Rob Dickey and, you know, I think we're, we could push. Now is the time to push. It, it's, it's, a, it's a bit sad to say, you know, our opponents are, are, are um, weakened. But right now... We're at a position where we we could push ahead next year. You could what we could have Birmingham in our division. I mean, okay, granted we're going to have Wickham in our division as well, but Forest or Derby could drop down. That that's big yeah. big bucks, it, 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 you know, coming into League One. Now now is the time to push for it. I know we're sitting in eleventh. I know there's so many different teams on different games and whatever. We've just proved a fantastic winning run. That's not going to go on forever. We are going to have a blip between now and the end of the season but we can mitigate the chances of that we we are going to come up against a referee that we we just can't get anything from we're going to end up losing we are going to get a bobble or two that is going to go against us we are going to get injuries that will cost us stability that's where the board can back Carl to mitigate those risks Say we lose yeah. centre backs. Okay. You know, we seem to be losing midfielders left, right, yeah. and centre at the moment. That seems to be the thing. Fortunately, we're well stacked there. But, you know, say Matty Taylor, Christ, touch wood, touch wood. <laughs> Anything happens to him, be yeah. it a, a sending off or, you know, a little strain. And then, um, you know, let's say, whatever, I don't even want to preempt it. But you then end up in a situation with some of the, the key group. Unavailable, And then what does that happen? You know, do you spend a little bit of money now to get a centre-back, to get, you know, Derek um, signed? And I don't quite know the technicalities there of getting him in the squad and whatever else it is that KR needs. Because last night took a lot of effort, and that was Rochdale, who were on a terrible run. We never beat Fleetwood. Let's see what happens there. And then we've got some other big games coming up. You know, we uh, it's going to be a challenge playing against peter Brum, Pompey and Pompey and and Hull away. What's going to happen there, right? If we go in there full of beans, full health, awesome. We'll, we'll kick them off the park, right? But that that's the kind of risk as a club we probably need to invest in. I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We 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 are as a squad. If if we stay fit, first team. And, and looking at some of the the, uh, the benches we've had over the last few games, you kind of think that's strong. But as you say, you only need one or two injuries or a or a suspension, and and you could be looking you know, at a at a weakened team. And there's I I think James Henry playing more centrally yesterday was when he came up was an interesting one, and I just wonder whether they're now moving him in because you know, it's, it's, it's no secret that Carl Robinson loves a winger and we haven't really, you know, with Joel Cooper came in, obviously with personal reasons, he's not playing at the, you know, for us at the moment, we, we don't have that out and out pace that, that Robinson really loves in a, in a winger. Um, Shadipo's good, but he's not lightning fast. So that's perhaps one place that you can see them getting somebody in. One of the things Carl Robinson said about a centre-half was perhaps they bring in a young player who can go on loan to a, to out of the league, but of course that at the moment the, the teams aren't playing, so it, it, to get then him back on a, a 24 hour recall if he goes out on loan. So so the centre half thing, I think we definitely yeah need a centre half as a as a as a backup to the to the two genuine regular centre halves that we've got. We can have players, you know, Sam Long can play there, but I think we want to keep him at right back. So there's there's someone there, and I think if if Taylor gets injured like you you know yeah touch wood heaven oh, he doesn't but are we a little bit like that so I, th- I think most people are looking at that yeah centre half right winger who's quick and maybe a centre forward I think those are the three positions that we we will maybe get but if, if if we don't get that and we don't lose anyone in the transfer window I think it's probably that balance it'll all happen in the last day perhaps it's as somebody moves from a big club and then it, it creates that domino effect and, and players maybe will move on on loan, whatever it might be. But there's, you kind of feel we do need just one or two extra bodies in the building, as they say, to to, to give us that little push. But it's finding the right players I and mean,
1: there's no point in bringing them in if they're no better than we've got. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm terrible when it comes to things like that. If I play playing Football Manager, I'll sign 12 people on the last day just because it's exciting. I'll <laughs> end up with this overly, yeah. overly <laughs> lethargic squad of, oh, who's the tallest man on Football Manager? He's seven foot yeah. one, I'll sign him. Who's the shortest man on Football Manager? Oh, he's four foot one, I'll sign him. And then it never works. We've signed him. We signed him <laughs> on fire. Yeah. fire on I
0: mean, I sorry Liam, he doesn't listen. I very much doubt he yeah. listens. <laughs> I,
2: I've got to say, I'm, I'm the, exactly the same as what James just said then I just, I, I, I always feel a bit lost when we talk about transfers, but I don't just mean here, I mean with anyone, because I, 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 mm. it's such a broad field of, of, we could bring any. we always bring someone in who I never heard of, or didn't know we were yeah. after or, I'm just like, who's that? That's absolutely, what, I will never I'm never going to name anyone, yeah. because
0: I, I don't really know, apart, you know we, we I think that's one of the things we always look at bringing players back in. You know, at the back in the summer we were talking. Oh, maybe Marcus Brown comes in in earlier in this transfer Or maybe it's Gavin White. I think that's probably just because we know who they are. We know their names and we know what position they play. You're absolutely right. That's why I kind of stuck to a centre half, a right winger, and maybe a centre forward. But had had no no names to
1: suggest. Yeah, it's um it's a real interesting one about transfers it's it's one that i'll never end. We get very excited because of the the transfer window and we all try and think what we what we'd like to do and what we can't do and then this year brexit has kind of meant we're not going to sign people from outside the u k so it kind of drops your your talent pool a little bit and and what is there? Are we going to hoik someone from from a from a a fellow league one side P- probably not unless they're just not, not doing the business for that club, are we likely to bring anybody from League Two when we haven't really got that sort of budget to buy big from League Two, if you know what I mean? So we're looking at the, the, the lower leagues and, and they're not playing, you know, so... No, just. That, but
0: that could equally, there's that balance between, you buy, are you bringing in a player who's perhaps not played for a little while, but equally, you might be able to get a bargain because clubs yeah. need the money. And there's there's that sort of is is there someone out there who who maybe we take on loan and, and you kind of pay a loan fee to a club in the non-league to take a player in on loan so you're not there's not that massive expense of purchasing him but you 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 may be taking him off the wage bill for a club that are in the non-league that are
1: struggling it
0: it, it becomes slightly less yeah, of a gamble. But our, our um, successes that maybe that might though
1: be. have come from Premiership too, haven't they? Thinking about our big yes. our big players, yeah. only Rob Atkinson has come out of non-league. When we say about our model, mm. actually, the roofs of this world, the um, Rothwells of this world, the Ledsons, you know, all all of those kind of players have come from big Premiership teams to us, either on loan or or on a on a free transfer, Elliot Moore, for example, never heard of him until he came to us. Branigan, I'm pretty sure a lot of play, a lot of fans would never have heard of until he, he came to us. Those have been the really big wins. Maybe, as you say, as the Premiership filters through with, you know, whatever whatever they try and do, the bloody fancy Dans, um, we, we'll get some, some youngsters um, and potential who just aren't, you know, cut, cutting through. Um, that's mm. probably the route I think you know and, and Shadipo what did you think of Shadipo playing on the right against Rovers I thought it was he seemed to lack a bit of something but gained a bunch of stability out
2: on the right mm. My only yeah. memory of him right now is that goal.
1: <laughs> I can't think of
2: anything else. <laughs> I mean, eight goals.
1: Seriously, when when I first saw him play, yeah. I thought mm, he's not quite as good as Holland. He seems a little bit lightweight, a bit skillsy, But I think I think we'll end up sending him back at Christmas because it's it's not really going to work. Was my initial thought of him when I saw him in that first kind of uh, uh, um, streamed f- friendly. Eight goals, what what a return! He he's bags of confidence, brilliant. And can we please sign him? You know, I yeah. doubt QPR will let him go, but that that's the kind of one I'd be overjoyed to, to see.
0: Yeah, and you wonder that there's bound to be, there has to be other players out there like that. He's he's not the only player of that ability out there from a club like QPR. Who you know, with all due respect, yeah, they're. I mean. Player. They're a championship club. They're above us. They're you know big club than us and all of that. But you know they're not Man United. They're not you know he's he's a talented player that's not getting into a championship. Yeah, not team. very well so off championship team either, sh- are they? They're not like they're, no, they're loaded. No. So so you kind of think there's got to be plenty out there. It's, it's um, we seem to have the um, the scouting network and and the recruitment that's set up really well to identify these players. So you kind of hope that they've got these players identified and it's just taking time to, to get everything done ah. like you said, because we're not buying from abroad probably the same thing is happening yep. in the championship and you know those they're having a lot of those clubs are kind of well we're not spending the money, the money at the moment because we haven't got it we'll just stick we won't sell anyone we won't buy anyone it will just keep it as it is and and we'll just have to wait until the last few hours of, of the transfer window for it to um, to play and I think out.
1: KR has got a lot to play there with the kudos and the trust that a family mm. or an agent or a club, when they're thinking of a destination for someone, and then Oxford come in, you know, we've we've got a great reputation, we we absolutely do within within football circles, and and, and that mm. you know benefits us. If you're looking at some, who who you're going to go and sign for, you know, and you're you're a young lad, been in the academy for for most of your life looking to get a first bit of uh, of footballing experience KR's track record with the youngsters at, at MK at Charlton and um, at Oxford has, has been fat- fantastic he's got a very good reputation in the game very well connected yeah. and, and I, again I think that that benefit, benefits us immensely mm,
0: definitely definitely
1: well we shall see who
0: we bring in hopefully something will happen um, and we'll We'll see what happens And if anyone does come in um, The first game they might be involved with Is Fleetwood Who as everybody knows are one of the teams we've never beaten um, Might that change at the weekend guys Do you think They're on, on, on a pretty poor run of form But equally that's that whole We're on a great run of form They're on a poor run of form We never beat them We're,
1: we're going to smash them <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Here's my reason why Little, little mental things will go against Fleetwood. That they, they will know that we've never beaten them. Losing Joey Barton will be a chink in their armour. We don't really know why he left, but something has gone on there that has upset the squad. So the squad's going to be a little bit nervous. They're, they're, they're kind of on a bit of a bad run. The, the winning streak against Oxford will be highlighted, and that will be their downfall because they'll focus on it too much We'll have confidence and we'll also have drive to end that losing streak. And um, we therefore smash them.
2: I, while, while I absolutely love that, I think James is a lot more confident than me. I think, I think we're going to win 2-1. I think we're going we're to get our win, but not without nerves. That's smashing them, though, isn't it?
1: Smashing someone 1-0 is, is smashing yeah, someone.
2: Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs>
0: It's going back to that the swindling game and the fact that at some point that run has to come to an end. Now we're we're approaching a game here where something's gonna have to give. Either our winning streak that we've been on, our unbeaten run, or or certainly our winning streak, either that comes to an end or the fact that we've never beaten them yeah. comes to an end. Something will happen. It will. Somebody's gotta give.
1: Um which way that's gonna go do you remember he that knows, game about um, six, seven years ago, maybe less, that Gillingham rocked up and they'd lost like 200 games on the bounce? Oh and yeah. they were yeah. coming coming to our place. And there just seemed to be this really weird mood around the Kassam. Yeah. And people were putting money on us losing, right? Yeah. And then we ended up losing <laughs> really badly to this terrible Gillingham side. And it's like, well, of course, this this is inevitable that mm. it was going to happen. It, and, it was so Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, it's I, I I think we'll 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 beat the hoodoo.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say I think that genuine thing, it was something mad, like they hadn't won away for three years and then they finally beat yeah. us. Yeah, that was it. It was, t- <laughs> it was something, something crazy like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, certain certain
0: things do just sort of yeah, it, it, you kind of you go to a game like you say, with a gut feeling. I I had that um, when we played that lot down the road and Beano got sent off that that game, you know, the Decaneo game and all of everything that went on around that and having a drink before the game in the Priory, which was open at the time and, and well, thinking about how different life yeah. was back there. But I had, I was so calm leading up to that. People were, oh, bloody nervous. Or, I was like, no, oh, we're going to beat them. I just had that kind of real, sort of sense of calm about the whole thing um and as it played out we did obviously I'm, yeah i've i think yes it could well be that this is another one of those ones i'm feeling way more confident than than i than when we played up there and we were in an awful Mm -hmm. run of form at the time and it that bloody music that we play but yeah i've made i perhaps this is it perhaps and you you feel looking back to tuesday night and the 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 mental resilience that we showed as a, as a team to to come back from from being you know we went one up we ended up 2-1 down we went 3-2 up they got back they nearly scored but to to keep going and keep gr- doing it to grind out a result we didn't at that point settle for okay We'll leave it at three three. We'll settle for a point. Let's make sure we get a point. It was like no,
1: we we're, we're yeah we off did. Did you did you um, two also have yeah. this strange feeling even at two one down and at three three? We're still going to win this. It was really weird. Yeah. It was a really weird yeah. kind of. Ah, it's fine, you know. There wasn't that usual. Mm. Oh, sod this for a game of soldiers. We're rubbish. Everything's rubbish. It was mm. just like now. There's plenty of time. It was really really yeah. strange yeah. feeling of. Oh, their keeper's gonna 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 faff this. He's he's faffed it. It should should he be able to score this, and he has right. It was just really weird kind of calm confidence. E- even as I say when when they equalized and when they went ahead, I was just like, yeah, we're still gonna still gonna do this. Don't know if you two felt the same. Yeah, I know a what you
0: little mean. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not quite as much confidence, but there's. having... I mean, yeah our team now just has that mental resilience I think which is is admirable.
2: Yeah absolutely. And I know what you mean there are there are just some weird games where you just you just kind of know that that uh, yeah we're going to we're going to win this one you can just you can just kind of feel it and there's weird things like that in football sometimes aren't there where you you just uh you just kind of feel like, like like it's everything's on your side but um you know i get the opposite more often than the, <laughs> the well first even before one, but, uh... the game it was
1: like mcgwain's out that's that's horrible he's been great for us and we should probably touch on 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 his injury and how mm. long you know what we're going to do going to do there but but the, the kind of cobbled together side it was like yeah we're still going to do this there wasn't any of that weird nerves that happened before say, the Swindon game, where it was um, the 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 inevitable doom of, oh, my God, look who's in our defence, look in his, who, who Kelly's playing. You know, some people will like, uh, I'm a big supporter of Kelly, right? I think he's a great footballer, but a lot of people don't. You know, it was that kind of, oh, God, Claire, Claire's on the pitch. we we, we You know, we, we, we're doomed. But there was none of that, you know, um, none of that last night. What what exactly is right, McGuane's right. injury, by the way? Um, it's a is it a thigh strain of
0: some description I think right. muscle injury um and they were talking about maybe four or five Ouch. weeks um which is you know terrible for 10 him. games terrible really but, then but as we touched on yeah yeah <laughs> I think Carlson at this point it'll be 20 yeah. odd games or something but yeah it, he I, I, we touched on it earlier we seem to be fairly well stocked for central midfielders obviously you know he's been getting better and better and, and, and we'll miss we'll miss him definitely but it, it i don't think we'll miss him as much as if it was one of the centre halves or matt taylor I, you know and that's not to to um sort of negate the, the positivity that he's brought to the to the team I, I don't yeah we'll miss him to an extent but i think we've got cover that that we're not going to be i don't think, hopefully it's not going to affect you know the 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 yeah. way we're playing and certainly last night you know we we hung in there and we got the result. Um, and fingers crossed, that will be the case for, for games going forward. And, and you know, with with games coming thick and fast, by the time he gets back, you know, we might have other players out injured or, or fatigued that we need him. We desperately need him back. Um, and hopefully, it will be, it won't be
1: too. Long I, I wanna bless you, Fraser. I wonder if it's um, <laughs> um in our favour actually, because say he he he'd hit the ground running which he didn't, you know, took took a little while to get going. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he'd come into a bit of form. Forrester in a terrible state. Who knows what's going to happen with their management team. And say he was fully fit, he's a valuable asset to them in terms of transfer fees, paid salaries and whatever. A new manager coming mm-hmm. in, you would have him recalled because you'd want to look at him and, and potentially throw something different into, into that stuttering team where he's been injured and you know you don't want anybody to be injured be honest but he he's now injured at the point of the January transfer window so he's unlikely to be recalled and let, I mean he may well be going back to get medical treatment but it's not like he's going to be yeah. recalled to go into their squad so he will still be available to us at the at the back end of the season it's not a season ending injury it's literally just move, moving things in, in, in the middle middle mm, period course, so yeah. it's making him available For when the pitches get a little bit better, and a absolutely free flowing Marcus McGwane in April, May, and God knows into June, whenever we're going to finish the season, (laughs) could could be amazing for Oxford United. Yeah,
0: and maybe you know a young, still a young player, still finding his feet, having that month out, month six weeks out. To recharge the batteries, obviously he's going to have to get back to a certain level of fitness again. But it might just be that that kind of winter break that that some players need. We 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 found that with a few players, they you know have been out injured, they've come back, they've they look like they needed yeah. the break. Um, and it's going to be hard work. And you're absolutely right. It might just be
1: hey, it, it becomes a blessing in disguise. And it'll be a good thing for him. He, 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 he seems certainly to enjoy his football. Uh, and when we get promoted into the championship, he's one of our first acquisitions, right? That um, joint yeah, 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 goes absolutely. into our, our squad <laughs> and we, we reward him accordingly. So it's all good work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. All planning <laughs> for the
0: future. Yeah. Uh, a, few, a few bits of, of housekeeping. Uh, hi, Tim. Hi, Tim.
1: Yeah, Hello, Tim. Timothy. Uh, <laughs>
0: And uh, and the usual if if you're listening to this and you enjoy it, uh please sort of retweet and do all the all the social media stuff telling everybody else how wonderful we are, because we are. Yeah.
1: Um I, I'd but, like to um, say hello to all yeah. the listeners. I'm not just gonna fave favour one because I know everybody else feels sad. So hello to everybody else except
2: for Tim. Yeah. <laughs> James, yeah, James, there just reaffirming Hello, his position as the darling of the fence end pod because <laughs> 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 he certainly is <laughs>
0: absolutely. And and on that note, thank you for joining thank us. You. Cheers, been, thank you, cheers, thank you. an absolute pleasure as always. Um, thank you, Fraser. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll be back. Hopefully, as soon as possible, we will uh, obviously be reviewing the Fleetwood game and then previewing whoever we've got after that for the next few weeks, going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, because it's going to be like that now until the end of the season. So uh, cool. join us for the next podcast. But until then, everybody stay safe, look after each other, um, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Goodbye.